This podcast is only possible because of your support. Please consider donating, if you can, using the links in the description box. I'm Elia Hubbard for the Beirut Banyan. I'm joined today by a fellow expat who's on the front lines of COVID in the US. Elia and I talk about numbers, strategies, and what is being done. This will be a two-part conversation, so make sure to subscribe to get notified when the second part is out. For now, here's how it started. Okay. Uh, I'm Eli Ferris. I'm a third-year medical resident in uh, Philadelphia in the U.S., finishing up my internal medicine residency, so I'll be a full-blown attending in a month. Um, yeah, I moved to the U.S. about three years ago for my medical training, um, and I've been here since. Um, I've okay. been on the lines of the COVID crisis in my hospital since it started uh, around March, so I'm uh, very well uh, aware of uh, all things COVID. Speaking of COVID, I know you've seen many patients at your hospital. I know you've also watched the situation closely in Lebanon, mainly because you have family there, friends, other colleagues who are still practicing there. What do you know about the current testing situation in Lebanon? So I remember a, a couple months ago, you know, when things were taken a bit more seriously when it comes to COVID across the world than they are now, uh, since I feel that there's a level of habituation that have um, gotten to people at this point. There was like a news report on MTV uh, Lebanon's, you know, one of the Lebanon's TV stations that compared Lebanon's testing per capita to um, neighboring countries. And that was, you know, at a point where a lot of media was praising Lebanon about how, you know, they had the COVID situation under control. And that report, you know, the, the conclusion was that we, we, they were testing significantly less per capita in Lebanon than in our neighboring countries. I was just checking data and I, you know, there are no data about testing per capita in Lebanon unless you do the calculations, which translates to about three per 1,000 currently, which is at the peak of their testing a couple of days ago, which was about 2,000 tests per day. But if you compare that to the testing per capita that they're doing in um, like Qatar, which was like about 50 or um, like Saudi Arabia is in the 20s. Uh, the UAE is in the 60s, and those are the main countries around us. Even Turkey is significantly higher. Israel so is... We're saying 60 per... That, per 1,000. Okay. Those countries around us are testing significantly more people, which is why they have more cases. When you're testing more and you're finding more cases, you have a higher chance of being able to track and isolate and prevent clusters from forming rather than when you're having these like fancy, cute numbers that are artificially low by the fact, you know, that we're not testing enough, which is why like when a couple of days ago they tested 2000 people, which to me was very surprising given that was the first time they got to that number, they found 60 cases. Given the numbers that I've been seeing here and the amount of testing that we've been doing, 60 cases is technically not that gigantic of a number, but I get mm -hmm. why they were shocked by it. And I would assume that if they were to test at the levels that our neighboring countries are doing, they would find probably more cases of asymptomatic folks who have not had the chance to present for testing. But I also understand the limitations behind why they cannot test as much as Qatar or Dubai or the UAE or, you know. I don't know if there's a genetic predisposition or a biological factor that affects why there are significantly less cases in our countries than uh, there are in other neighboring countries if you broaden the scope a little bit, such as France or Italy. I would say they have a higher, let's say, traffic of planes, people coming in and out, and they're more, they're more of business hubs. 
which seems to be sort of a main factor into that has affected the trajectory of countries that have had a lot of COVID cases. And as we can see in Lebanon, like, you know, most of our cases that we've had are from Lebanese people who came back from abroad, from places that mm-hmm. had their own mini clusters of COVID cases. So I think the fact that, you know, our international footmark is not as significant, let's say, as neighboring countries, uh, I think this has a lot to do with how, why we have less cases. But I also have to say that our government initially took it very seriously and they enforced pretty strict lockdowns. Um, you know, they closed the airport almost immediately. It's been closed since April. Um, mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, closed the border, difficult as it is. And I know that it was, you know, for a few days, it was following the news and there was like a lot of, you know, partisan talk about cancel or stopping flights from Iran. I think, I think the way they got around it by stopping flights from everywhere. I think those initial measures definitely, definitely helped flatten the curve. Uh, coupled mm-hmm. with the fact that people, Lebanese people took this seriously. But I felt that in this case, with COVID-19, a lot of people took it seriously and they stayed home and they practiced social distancing, wore their masks, all of the things that were asked out of them. At one mm-hmm. point, are we taking it a bit too far? I think so. I think there's a level of shaming um, that is happening that I don't think is acceptable. I once saw a report, for example, on the TV that had a police officer ask a physician to wear his mask in his car. And now that doesn't medically make any sense. And it's not his job to tell anyone what to do in their own private property. Um, so, you know, I think, but I think an overall picture is that significantly less air traffic and business coming in and out. Um, good initial government uh, steps to, you know, flatten the curve and curb uh, the spread of the disease. Um, and uh, we probably don't have as big of a scope of how the disease is actually, you know, prevalence-wise and incidence-wise because we don't have enough testing. But I would say I don't think the numbers are significantly different from where they are. I want us to talk more about how the government is dealing with its numbers and how they're declaring them every day. And knowing that you have plans to visit Lebanon soon, how do you see the quarantine suggestions that they have in place? I think the, the way they're declaring their numbers is very haphazard. I don't, I don't think it makes sense the way they keep separating the number of declaration every single day by, oh, we have, let's say, five new cases among those who actually live here, and we have 10 new cases among those who have are coming from abroad. No other country in the world is having this delineation between local and expat cases apart from Lebanon. And I think the way they're segregating is so that they can, uh, you know, say that we have a local control over the incidence of the disease, which, you know, it's, it, that's not how it's supposed to be. If a Lebanese person is coming from who knows where and it, or if, if they live in Bakkar, that number or that case should be the same and it should not be a separated declaration every single day. I also feel that a lot of the numbers sometimes just are questionable. I say this for in, in the backdrop of my mind, an example from last week where Mr. Farroum in Beirut tested, I think, about 17 people uh, that tested positive, And then those same people were retested at uh, Rafi Hariri's hospital and only two tested positive. That does not make sense. I know we've tested negatives multiple times when we had clinical COVID, um, you know, concern. And some of them end up positive on like the second test or the third test sometimes. But we've never retested positives, which makes me think like, what is the standard that they're using behind the test or the PCR itself? Like, what is the positivity cutoff that they're using? Is it different between hospitals? Why are we basing our results only? on Rafael Hariri when you know other hospitals have the same equipment or even maybe even better equipment why is it suddenly turning negative 
To hear the rest of this conversation and Elie's thoughts on quarantine and what can still be done in Lebanon to move past lockdowns, subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to be featured on the show, reach out on social media. Let's keep talking. Elia Haber signing off for the Beirut Banyan.